3: I will be eating in a restaurant tonight. That's right. I'm not going to tell you where that will be, but trust me, I will be eating a meal inside a restaurant tonight. I don't want to draw too much attention to the place where I'll be eating, but I've been assured that it is open for business and you can eat a meal inside. Imagine that. I hope there are lots more restaurants just like that out there. We had a guest on Friday named Mike Mangano. His uh, family owns a Taste of Sicily in Palmyra, PA. He told us that despite the edict from His Excellency and Aunt Rachel, he would be open for business this uh, past Saturday. He opened, and after the break, we're going to get an update from him. Meanwhile, a a restaurant called the Cracked Egg in Brentwood opened for breakfast on Saturday, and I assume yesterday and today. But it did open on Saturday for sure, and it would be nice if a few thousand other restaurants would do the same thing uh, at, you know, the, that uh, the Taste of Sicily and the Cracked Egg did. Meanwhile, in New York, restaurants are shut down for indoor dining, but according to the state's contact tracing program, now this is not according to... Somebody who did a survey, this is the state's official contact tracing program. Only 1.4% of New York's COVID-19 cases came from restaurants and bars. And think of how many people in cities all across America have seen their businesses shut down and maybe destroyed forever because of this, because of less than 2% of the cases. Private personal uh, gatherings in New York are responsible for 75%. That's a pretty big difference between... 75 percent and 1.4 percent. But uh, that's it. Private personal gatherings, 75 percent of the COVID-19 spread. So maybe what the governor up there should do uh, is uh, send the state police out to rouse people out of their homes. Maybe it's time that families were broken up, you know, especially with Christmas a week and a half away. And of course, here in Western PA, we have retail stores only allowed to be at 50 percent capacity in New York City. 0.61% 0.61% of COVID cases were spread as a result of retail activity. That's a little higher than elementary school kids who have been shut down for most of the time. Uh, they are at 0.49. 0.49, that is a pretty small number, isn't it? Half a percent? How about gyms, which are now closed in Pennsylvania? That would be 006 in new york uh spread from gyms now of course they've had gyms shut down so i know that maybe that number is a reflection of the fact that they did shut them down but anyway that's not where they're coming from uh and uh we'll be locked down until january 4th we have officially uh you know we have a vaccine it's out there people were actually officially vaccinated uh today and uh, we are going to be locked down until january 4th and just from talking to people I- i'm getting the feeling that. Um, that this isn't going to work much longer. People have had enough. Now, Bill Gates was actually on CNN yesterday saying that bars and restaurants should probably be shut down until you're ready. 2022. I think that's more than a year from now. Of course, he's a multi billionaire. What does he care about a few hundred thousand businesses going down the toilet? And uh, if Mike Mangano's business is going to go down, he's going to go down fighting with it. He was my favorite guest of all time Friday uh, Friday night. And when we come back, he'll be here again with his update. And in our second half hour, by the way, we're going to get a report from a former Pittsburgh sportscaster now working in Cleveland on how the baseball team's name change is going over. That happened today. Stick around.
2: I grew up poor, which is even worse than being poor. From poor to CEO, the incredible journey of Herman Kane. My American dream entailed working hard and making $20,000 a year, but I surpassed that goal because... a corporate CEO. The story of one man's amazing journey from a poor, undereducated family to the highest levels of corporate, social, and political America. I didn't have to be work ethic. I saw it firsthand, and it had a impression on me from poor to ceo the amazing true story of the american dream that will inspire and motivate you and your family to live your best life
4: we'll all be able to say free at last
2: see the movie from poor to ceo the incredible journey of herman Kane. available at salemnow.com use promo code family for 20 percent off salemnow.com promo code family If you're an employer, a business owner,
3: if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724
5: What happened to Carter Page should never happen to another American again. Page was a model citizen, a Naval Academy graduate, a successful businessman, and a cooperative source for U.S. intelligence services. But when Page became a supporter of Donald Trump, the FBI targeted him, spied on him, and persecuted him in a phony investigation. Now Carter Page is telling his story. In his compelling new book, Abuse and Power, Carter Page gives us the shocking details of being targeted by the Obama Administration Justice Department, how he was kept under surveillance, and then finally vindicated. Abuse and Power by Carter Page is the story of a private citizen caught up in a politically motivated spying operation intended to frame him. The Democratic Party, the mainstream media and their allies in the Justice Department and Intelligence Services lied and perverted justice in order to destroy a duly elected president. Abuse and Power, How an Innocent American Was Framed in an Attempted Coup Against the President is the new book by Carter Page, available now at Amazon and wherever books are sold. Here
1: Connecting you with new customers. The
0: John Steigerwald Show. AM 1250, The Answer.
3: As I said at the opening of the show, I will be eating in a restaurant tonight like a regular human being. I'm not disclosing the name of the restaurant or the location. I will if the owner tells me that he'd like me to, but not until then. But unless a lot more restaurants defy the latest edict from His Excellency... My wife and I will be eating a lot of meals in the car. That's what we did during the last lockdown. I'm not a big fan of takeout. On Friday, we had Mike Mangano on the show. His family owns Taste of Sicily in Palmyra, PA. He told us that he had no intention of shutting down at midnight Friday, which was the edict. His plan was to open on Saturday for business as usual. Mike joins us now with an update. Mike, thanks for coming on again.
4: Hey, how you doing, my Goomba? What's up, John? How you been? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.
3: Thank you. Thank you. So what happened on Saturday there at uh, Taste of Sicily?
4: Oh, man, where do I begin? We uh, we actually ran out of uh, certain foods. We were Good. so slamming, jamming, busy. The dining, eat-in room part was jam-packed. And because we have such awesome support, not only uh, all over the country and even the world, actually, but especially in our immediate, you know, uh, Pennsylvania state area, they come from all over. Uh, we, we had customers that said, listen, we have seen that you have tables and chairs outside. We don't even care that it's cold. We're just here to support you. We want to eat here. So we had a bunch of guys just uh, eat outside with their jackets on. They didn't care. It was awesome.
3: <laughs> so uh, do you, did the word get out, like in the surrounding area, that, that uh, you were open?
4: Well, was listen, it- I, I don't play around. I mean, I, I told I, – listen, I, I got sayings that I've quoted over, you know, throughout this time, and I told everybody – that after the two month shutdown, which in fact we did do. And I told you about that when I was on your show the other day. Um, listen, we're going to open up a hundred percent capacity to hundred percent capacity. That includes dining and eating. Okay. Mm-hmm. We do not practice social distancing. We not only do not require a mask, we don't even recommend a mask when you come into our place and we don't even have any plexiglass up. So, you know, I am, as the, the coined phrase, uh, you know, when a, a man is a man of his word. I'm a man mm-hmm. of my word. If I say we're going to do something, then damn it, we're going to do it. And that's what we did. So, but it was indoor
3: dining at 100% capacity.
4: Yeah, 100%. If I could knock out a wall, I'd make it bigger. But I only got so much space. <laughs> and the cops never showed up. No, they love us. They love us. I mean, listen, you, you got to understand this. The, the amount of support that we have, uh, the Lebanon County District Attorney, Pierre Graf. you know, she's awesome. She said she was not going to prosecute. We, we get people in very high positions that visit us and out of respect because they don't want to be seen. And some people look at that, you know, kind of frown upon that. Yeah. Listen, they love us. They support us. They know we're not crooks and criminals and, and lawbreakers. We're making food for crying out loud. So they support us and uh, they come in and they don't want their picture taken because uh, we, we love the fact that they even support us, but uh, out of respect for them and their family and we wouldn't want them to get any lambasting from their employer. You know, mm-hmm. we don't we don't post any pictures uh, about them, but I'm telling you, the, the support is phenomenal. Not only are a lot of businesses rising up and opening up to 100% capacity. But uh, the catalyst behind that is the Amer- are the American people. And I'm, I'm telling you, we, we got crushed. We, I mean, we're breaking records. It's, it's a lot of fun, Gov. It's a lot of fun.
3: <laughs> well, what about yesterday? Are you open Sundays?
4: Yeah, we're open Wednesday through Sunday. We're closed um, Mondays and Tuesdays. And again, yesterday was just a crazy day. It's just, we opened up at 12 o'clock. We had people lining up at about 11.45ish, 11.30. Man, and as soon as we opened up the door, I mean, the place just got packed. I, You know, we only have seating for about 22 to 25 people. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a lot, but I, I'm telling you. Oh, and another little side note. The other day when we were packed and we couldn't get any more people in, we actually had a cool set of customers that went outside, and they brought another table inside along with another four or five
6: chairs.
4: Yeah, <laughs> they great. made room. They made room. <laughs> now, so
3: um, have you been threatened with, with fines or uh, you know being thrown in prison by the government? As, uh, have you heard anything from them? You say that the local people are just letting you do what you want to do.
4: Well, you know, listen, if, uh, the department of agriculture, I mean, look, Hey, you know, we already broke records here. We got $10,000 in fines. Yeah. I coined uh, the phrase, we ain't paying crap. You can see that on my Goomba sauce, Facebook, that there's a picture of me pointing my finger saying, we ain't paying crap. And that made national news. The media really took that picture and made it right. iconic. We're actually going to come out with a shirt with that on the front of, of the shirt. And so, um, Hey, I mean, these are new mandates. I mean, I guess, you know, the, 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 the uh, Department of Agriculture henchmen could come out and give us more fines. But let me say it like this. You think we care? You think we're going to pay that? I mean, listen. Well, but,
3: this is but, but, Mike, what you know. what happens if you are fined and they keep piling fines on and you just refuse at some point? Do they threaten you with, with prison? I mean, what you, at some point, do you, how do you avoid paying these fines?
4: Well, remember when, um, when we spoke the other night, very important to remember, uh, we actually beat the governor right. and, uh, Levine and the department of agriculture and the secretary of health. They're, they're like all one and the same. Okay. You know, the governor comes out with a little mandates with, with uh, with Levine and they put this together and then the secretary of health department of agriculture, they enforce this stuff, which is actually unlawful. <clears throat> so remember, we've already beat them in court. So there was a fine that that was due because they were trying to enforce the unlawful mandates of the social distancing, the masks, and, uh, the plexiglass. we don't have any of that. Okay. listen, those apparatus items you don't find at case of Sicily. Okay. We, we do our own thing within the confines of the law. We don't got to listen to the governor. We're not going to listen to, to Levine. Okay. And so we do our thing, but we already beat him in court. So what does that say? Well, that fine was for $112, but the same office, which is the department of agriculture issued the same fine of $10,000. Now I got a question if we already beat them in court and we don't have to pay the smaller fine, right. what makes them think we're going to pay the bigger fine that was issued by the same exact office. As a matter of fact, listen, <clears throat> uh, governor Wolf, if you're listening to this show, uh, we've been waiting for you to set up this um, court hearing already, okay? We heard about you talking crap on us. You went down, you walked down to the Department of Agriculture office, the Secretary of Health, actually, and you said, why hasn't Case of Sicily's court date been appointed yet or scheduled yet? Governor, we're waiting for you. It's been over a month for crying out loud. You know why you're taking your time because we're going to beat you again. And that's why you didn't schedule it. That's what's going on. See, a lot of people don't know that, you know?
3: Yeah, we're talking to Mike Mangano. He's the, uh, he's the uh, well, he's a, his family owns the t- uh, Taste of Sicily in Palmyra, PA. Um, yep. So uh, are, you, are you aware of any other restaurants, did you say, in your area that are doing the same thing you're doing? Like, I mean, in your immediate area.
4: Well, from what I understand, and you can go to my Goombas uh, Sauce Facebook page, I actually have a small list there of all of the small mom and pop businesses that are actually doing the same thing that Taste of Sicily has done. And we're very grateful that we can encourage other businesses to do the same thing. Now, from Mm -hmm. what I heard from somebody else also, John, is that there was a list out of 500 businesses that we're going full throttle to 100% capacity. And let me tell you something, the American people were supporting them big time because now not only did we set the presidents in the example of opening up to 100% and standing up against this tyrannical governor and his sidekick, Levine, but now we've also encouraged all the other businesses to do the same thing, and the American people are coming behind us, and they're just throwing their money at us because they want to go out. They want to have a great time. They want the convenience of having some great food and family fellowship, especially during the fourth quarter. These holiday, the holiday season, you know, you got this governor, you know, he's a real Grinch. This guy, a real Grinch, you know, he comes out within 24 hours notice and with these ridiculous mandates and especially in the food business that, Oh, everybody's got to shut down. Nobody can eat in. Hey, you know what, Gov? You're not the one spending the money to buy all the food to stock all these coolers and freezers and, and all these prep work areas. Who do you think you are? You know, this is America. This is not China. This is not the Soviet Union, OK? We're free Americans. And this guy comes out and, and puts the clamp down. I mean, what a Grinch. Look, he's trying to steal Christmas. Everybody got to stay home. Nobody can go out. What's wrong with this guy?
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, I I said in the uh, opening of my show that uh, 1.4% of the COVID cases uh, in New York City, maybe it's the state, um, one of the two, uh, 1.4% were spread from uh, restaurants and bars. 1.4% of the cases.
4: That's like 11 people. people. Yeah, listen, here's the deal. Again, I'm in this business and I understand. I also go to the gym, okay, and I also get a haircut. What the governor doesn't understand, and not only can he not produce, along with his sidekick Levine, any granular granular data to support their ridiculous shutdowns, okay, like where's the proof? Doesn't he know, like where did this guy get educated at? Okay, I got to say it like that. Doesn't he know that gyms and restaurants and barbershops and salons, you know, food eateries, what are we doing in there all the time besides serving the people with whatever service we offer? That's right. And we're not just cleaning. We're also sanitizing. And I heard this from my healthcare, uh, friends that work in the healthcare industry. They said that those are the cleanest places. And by the way, and by the way, this really gets me going. What is it with Levine? Okay. And this governor, all they talk about is that stupid mask. Okay. They never talk about getting to the gym. They never talk about fat composition. They never talk about vitamins and minerals and supplements and exercising to build up a person's immunity. No, that stupid little mask is all they talk about. And you know, listen to me, I go on the road and I'm selling my Goomba sauce to everybody I can in the grocery stores. By the way, my uh, website is the And you know what? It's like I'm in a vehicle, I don't always have a chance to wash my hands. Well, I got to eat. A man's got to eat, okay? I weigh about 231 pounds. Got to make sure I get the food in, the protein and everything that I eat. Whether it's fruit or candy bars or I stop by a restaurant or go through a drive-thru, I have not been wearing a mask. I can't wash my hands all the time when I'm on the road, okay? Now, how is it that I didn't get COVID-19 yet? And this governor is wearing that stupid, pathetic mask every time we see him pop out of the jack-in-the-box. He wears that in the, the shower, Mike. What if he
3: takes a shower with a mask on?
4: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, the point is, is every time you see this guy, he's got a mask on, and he comes down with COVID. Now, go, i got to <laughs> ask, how'd you get COVID? You're wearing a mask all the time. You're like in a bubble, and you still got it.
3: Hey, i I, I got to finish up here, Mike. What's your advice for restaurant and bar owners listening right now who, who don't want to be closed until January 4th? What can you tell them that they, sh- they they don't have to worry about?
4: Listen, you need to follow two of the top players in this game. you got to follow the Taste of Sicily story, which made national news. We do not have a liquor license. However, you want to pay close attention to the uh, court hearing that is coming up in the Allegheny, I believe, Indiana, Pennsylvania area, they are called the Tunnelton Inn. Okay. Now they Mm -hmm. got a liquor license and they were being harassed by the PLCB and the LCB. They were fined. Our lawyer, Eric winter from the Prince law firm got their license reinstated within 24 hours. So the uh, LCB or the PLCB gave them a fine of like, I don't know, five or $6,000, right? And the, uh, and then the Tunnelton Inn is like, well, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. So then the PLCB or the LCB, I get a mixed up. There's a few acronyms. They said, hey, uh, we'll just take like seven or eight hundred bucks and call it even. The Tunnelton Inn said, no, we're not going to settle. We're going to take you to court. So we're looking for December 18th. Okay, we're going to take them to court. We're going to win. Here's here's my advice. Every business, whether you have a liquor license or not, okay. You got to stand up. You are a free American, damn it. Now start acting like it. It really gets me mad. People talk about, oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave and, and the Second Amendment and freedom of speech and all these things. And a lot of people are just afraid. They're petrified to go to work and open up their business, which is their constitutional right. Last I checked. The Declaration of Independence says we have the right, the God given, unalienable, God given right to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And a lot of people are just afraid. It shows the uh, mass psychology that a lot of people believe that, well, I guess if the governor said it on TV, yeah. it must be law. No, it's not law. It's a mandate, it's a rule, it's a suggestion. You don't got to listen. You got to be like Taste of Sicily. You got to be like the Tunnelton Inn. You got to open your business already. That's hey, it. Hey, Mike, how do you, you, s- how do you spell that?
3: Calls. The Tunnelton Inn. T U N N E L T
4: O N. You got it, Tunnelton Inn, my friend. They're going to be the next one to make national news after we pull a can of Whopper. You know what? Well, they might, the, uh, they might, the people, might they might be the next
3: people. They might be the next restaurant owner on the show too. What? Um, can you? Um you know the phone number I used to call you today, it it's probably yes, still on yes, your phone? Can you yes. text me information to get a hold of your attorney who handled this?
4: Well, not only will I do that, I'm going to send you the name of the owner also of the Tunnelton Inn. I can give you all that information.
3: Good. Send, text that to me, and uh, maybe that person will be on this very radio program tomorrow at this time. We'll see.
4: Well, that would be awesome. we got to spread the uh, ideology of freedom. and. And last thing I want to say. Uh, I'm out of time, anybody, Mike Curry. You're out of time. Okay, listen. Yeah. You know we are free Americans, and uh, the ideology of a free govern, uh, you know, the free governing, um, the ideology of an American of uh, freedom is you support who you want to support, and that's it. Just open up your doors and let the American people decide who they want to patronize. That's I hear right you, Mike. Well,
6: you
3: know? Mike, you're a great American. I appreciate well, you coming you. on and keep up, keep doing what you're doing. Go get them.
4: Absolutely, thank you.
3: Okay, we'll be right back.
7: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Presidential electors coast to coast are casting the votes that are expected to choose Joe Biden as the nation's next president. President Trump says the election fight is not over. The largest vaccination campaign in US history underway with health workers getting the first shots. Hospitals are rolling out the first small shipments as boxes of frozen vials arrive at locations around the country. The injections begin an effort to try to beat back the coronavirus as the nation's death toll nears a staggering 300,000. The Cleveland Indians changing their name. They don't know just to what or when. After months of discussions, the American League team is dropping the name. It's been known by since 1915. Stocks finishing mixed today. The Dow lost 184 points. The Nasdaq gained 62, and the S&P was off 16. This is SRN News.
0: Progressive Motorcycle presents Road Wisdom from the Motor Half a man Half a motorcycle Motorcycle. 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 You grab life with both hands And you grab your bike with both both hands Therefore, bike is life Figuratively speaking Progressive Motorcycle also presents Roadside Assistance Progressive Motorcycle For those who were born to ride Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. I'm
4: Dr. Baker, an ER physician. If you're having leg pain, swelling, or redness, but haven't talked to your doctor yet, don't wait. This could be deep vein thrombosis, a blood clot which could travel to your lungs and lead to a pulmonary embolism, which could cause chest pain or discomfort or difficulty breathing and be deadly. Your symptoms could mean something serious, so don't wait. Talk to a doctor right away by phone, online, or in person.
1: Brought to you by Bristol-Myers
0: Squibb and Pfizer. Hugh Hewitt sees the media at it again in Georgia. Donald Trump down in Georgia, he did a terrific job. The president went down there for David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. There is no division. The media is trying to play up a division in the Republican Party that does not exist because they are trying to influence this election like they suppressed the Republican vote in the general election with suppression polling. Not going to work in Georgia. The Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9 on AM 1250. The answer.
2: Twenty five years ago, the Allegheny Institute for Public Policy was founded. Its research, education, and outreach have steadfastly defended taxpayers and businesses against the burdensome taxation, inefficiency, and intrusiveness of ever-expanding government. Isn't it time for you to join the cause? Make your tax-deductible donation at AlleghenyInstitute.org, where we've been challenging conventional public policy wisdom since 1995. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. After 10 surgeries to repair the cleft
0: lip and palate she was born with, Vilia saw her new forever smile. After spending his first 114 days of life in the NICU, AJ graduated. After Ella's ninth brain surgery this year, music helped her heal. After enduring cancer treatments, Sam, Sean, and Tristan celebrated. Your generosity makes moments like these possible for kids at UPMC Children's Hospital. Donate to Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh Foundation today. Give to childrens.org.
4: Water damage to your home or business? Don't know what to do next? At ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh, we do. Demand the yellow van. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master. Has your home or business been damaged by fire, water, or storm? Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Call ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh.
0: Demand the yellow van. Service master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WBGP Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app. Smart speakers. Tune in. iHeart or Radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer.
1: Seeing a very nice ride on the Parkway East and the Parkway West. 79 also not in too bad shape. Westbound on the Turnpike. Right lane is closed between Cranberry and Beaver Valley. Also seeing a structure fire, Verona Road, Wildwood Avenue at Mount Carmel Road in the Penn Hills area. 14th Street blocked with construction between East Carson Street and Bingham Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM
0: 1250, the answer,
2: weather. We'll see partly cloudy skies for tonight. It'll be colder with a low of 24. Cold tomorrow with a mixture of clouds and sunshine. Tomorrow will reach a high of 33 becoming cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 26. Wednesday, snow beginning in the late morning and lasting into Wednesday night. Storm total snowfall 2 to 4 inches. We'll see a high Wednesday of 32.
0: With Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The Answer.
3: Uh, in case you missed it, the Cleveland Indians were canceled. Yep, they're changing their name. The story broke yesterday, and the Indians actually made it official today. They are changing the name. That's a pretty big deal. The name's been around for more than 100 years. I wanted to find out how big of a deal it was. So a little while ago, I talked to Tony Zarella, former Channel 4 sportscaster, now a sportscaster for 19 News in Cleveland. Tony, thanks for being here.
6: Thank you, My pleasure.
3: Hey. So, uh, this came as a pretty big surprise to people around the country, This uh, the name change. Was it, how, well, put it this way, how big of a surprise was it for people in Cleveland?
6: Uh, you know what? It's, it's, all of a sudden now it's immediate. I don't think it's a surprise. I mean, they stripped the Chief Wahoo off, went to the Block C, and have been kind of in no man's land in terms of an identity it's when you look at gear and what jumps out at you. But... I think fans knew this was coming. You know, they kind of floated the idea last year for the All-Star game. They had to do it. And so then when the New York Times comes out and says they could announce that tweak. And now, wow, okay, all of a sudden it's here. I will tell you this. One of the issues I have with this is if you read the New York Times column, it starts with these words. After years of protests from fans and Native Americans, the Indians have decided something such. Right. I've been here 15 right. years. Right. I, I don't know... <laughs> what protests they're really talking about. I mean, my wife was the news reporter at the station I work at for years. She covered a lot of opening days. The only Mm -hmm. time that a very small group would show up and there would be more media than people protesting. I'm not discounting the fact that if it bothers people, okay, then you got to do something. I'm not native American. I should have said that first, but, but uh, when this is blown up (laughs) by groups that really aren't offended by the word Indians, that's the issue. I have a problem.
3: So uh, the New York Times uh, column, they're making the assumption that because maybe whoever wrote the column feels that way, that everybody in Ohio must feel the same way.
6: Well, right, and and also that it's an ongoing issue, an ongoing debate, which it really has not been an ongoing debate. You can debate, again, whether or not the word Indians is offensive. I mean, I thought Redskins was offensive. You're describing somebody's skin. You know, red men. they've changed because it's offensive. But you've seen other teams, like the Braves and the Blackhawks, say, look, honoring people. We're not offending people. Now, again, I'm not Native American. I'm going to keep saying this. So I I don't know who this is really offending, but I don't know any Indians fans at all who find this term offensive.
3: Is this the lead story everywhere in Cleveland yesterday and today?
6: Of course, it's a big deal. I mean, you know, we were all locked in on this Monday night game tonight with the Ravens, and now here comes this, this bombshell, and... It just appears more imminent now, so of course it's an issue. And by the way, I, I, you know, for them to say, well, they may do it after this currency, you can't, now you can't go into 2021 without doing it. You know, how yeah, awkward is it going to yeah. be? Right? I mean, you know it's coming. You already took the, about no, Chief Wahoo I thought was cartoonish. I totally understand that. But the word Indians, I don't, who, I don't know. I don't, I don't know who's making this decision. And if they're
3: buckling, well, you know, there's there's a quite a bit of debate about whether um, uh, Sports Illustrated did a um, a survey a few years ago, and maybe the Washington Post was involved in it too. And they they did a survey of Native Americans to find out if they were offended by the name, and they were of course shocked to find out that they weren't that they that like eighty five percent of the of the Native Americans that they. Um, uh, surveyed were not offended by it so this the assumption being made by by non-native americans is a, that's a little bit presumptuous too and maybe i don't want to say it's racist but it, it may be a little bit condescending at the at the very least
6: yeah and that's that's what i wonder when when you're doing these polls and these surveys when you look back to the indians history and they naming it after a player you know, who played for him way back in the day and they wanted to honor him because fans were kind of using that nickname anyway. Um, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know really who you're addressing this for. I mean, the, the outcry, all I'm saying is the outcry outside of Cleveland, as far as I can see, and even within, you know, the, the area of the ballpark, I don't see it. I don't know where this outcry is. Um, other than you're saying, look, we got to scrub everything clean here. And even if this hints of racism then we have to put this down okay but don't leave the story with years of protest as though there's been this ongoing outcry to make this happen
3: but but they are going to be willing to offend everybody by having the name for another season you know for another they'll they'll offend millions of people by continuing to call themselves the indians this year i guess i mean if it's as offensive as it's supposed to be you got to drop it yesterday right
6: That's, that's a great point i mean you saw what happened in D.C., and that was a, a financial issue, obviously, for Dan Snyder. Yeah. He buckled because of the money. Now, he should have changed it, and that's good. I'm glad it's changed. I think the name of the team is fine, by the way. I hope the Indians just go to Cleveland Baseball Club and, and leave mm-hmm. it at that. You know, be kind of old term. But but you're right. You can't now hint at this, and this is so outrageous or so offensive to people, that we're going to make a change, just not right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, we're going to offend that. you for another 395 days or so. <laughs>
6: So I guess that's where it's going. The problem too for the for the baseball club here now is you know, the block C means nothing to people. You know, when yeah. you look at the P on the Pirates cap or the B in Boston or the D in Detroit, these are iconic yeah. symbols right. of that kid. The Indians now or whatever they're going to be called have nothing. I mean, you know, the the cursive I, the letter I, doesn't do anything. I, I don't know where they're going with this, but they're kind of stripping everything away.
3: Now, how do you think this will sit with Indians fans, uh, not necessarily uh, immediately here, but uh, as this thing uh, boils a little bit more, uh, will, there be a, uh, will there be any kind of an uprising to uh, uh, protest this and say they shouldn't change it, or is, that, is it too politically incorrect to be okay with the name? Yeah,
6: that's a great question. First of all, I know a lot of old-time Indians fans that still rock the Chief Wahoo logo and refuse to take it off their gear, okay? (laughs) Number one. Number two, there's already animosity between the base and the Dolans who can't afford to spend any money for this team. Uh, The attendance is terrible here most nights. Um, So there are already bad feelings there, and of course they're going to blame this on the Dolans. There's no question about that, Uh, buckling pressure. And I I think you're right. You're going to look bad if you fight against something that people seem to be doing, you know, for good, if it's offending yeah. people, but I, I'm just telling you, if you're asking me, I know a lot of people that I had, I heard baseball fans here and they don't like it. And they're going to stop supporting the team.
3: Anybody in the uh, Cleveland media criticizing the decision saying they shouldn't change the name.
6: Yeah. People are going back and forth. I mean, I, but again, as you know, that's a fine line to walk because, mm-hmm. You know, look, I, Saggy, where's the call here? If you're offending five people, maybe that's yep. five too many. Yep, that might yep. be five too many. That's major. We're not Native Americans. I, I can't argue that. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they should keep the name. What I'm saying is this seems to be blown up by people that aren't involved with the baseball club here, the fan base, or people that live in Northeast Ohio.
3: And uh, did this become inevitable when the Redskins dropped their name? I mean, what do you remember about uh, what was being said up there in Cleveland and the media and just uh, on the street when the Redskins made, made the move? Was it a question, was it a, a feeling like, okay, we're next?
6: Well, I think that kind of accelerated things. I think it was really tied, if you remember, to the All-Star game coming here a couple of mm-hmm. summers ago. And that's when it first came up, and it was like, okay, we're going to help Cleveland out. We're going to give you the baseball all-star game. But moving forward, we might have to address this. And so, you know, it's been an ongoing process, and now it just seems like it's on the verge of happening. And as you and I have already said, if you're going to do it, then do it now.
3: And we're talking to Tony Zarella. He's the sports director at 19 News in Cleveland, and uh, it's a CBS affiliate there. He's a former uh, sports uh, director at uh, Channel 4 here in Pittsburgh. And as a matter of fact, Tony, um, speaking of teams with Indian names, uh, I think the last time I remember hanging with you a lot was, uh, thats I can't believe how long ago it was, but 1992, oh, you, know, uh, you and I I'm sat next to Sid each Dream? other at uh, in the, for the Blackhawks Stanley Cup final. Sid
6: Bream. Oh, Blackhawks. I thought you were going to pull the Sid Bream out because that was the same thing, too. But oh, right. yeah. You know, the Blackhawks. The- the Blackhawks, uh, they've already said they're not changing. That literally honors a specific Native American named Blackhawk, and they're not going to do it. And you're going yeah, to see other re- teams like a Braves that aren't doing it.
3: Well, what are some of the possibilities for a new name up there?
6: You know, some people are talking about going back to Spiders, which they used to be called. Mm-hmm. I, I, man, I don't know. I, I, because anything you throw out right now is not going to sound good to Indian fans. No, so I, I like Cleveland Baseball Club. It's it's real old school. You could come up with a cool new logo for that. And anything else is going to seem like it's out of a bad movie. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a tough one. I'm. You know, you could make a case for being offended by the name pirates. You know, I mean, they they were they they pillaged and raped and stole and sold slaves and did a lot of bad things. Pirates. And uh, mm-hmm. here in Pittsburgh, they've they've uh, glorified uh, pirates for how many years now? Over a hundred years. So you know, you could you could find something to be offended in just about any name, I guess. But um, you know, the the, the Indians. I, uh, know, I heard
6: somebody make the argument that you know you choose to be pirates, you choose to be a raider. Oh, you know, okay. Same kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You choose to yeah. be whatever. Um, in this case, this is a group that is actually being made fun of. And again, I would like to – what really has to happen here, honestly, is they need to – this should be a sit-down. They should have a conversation with Native American groups and find out how they really feel about this. And if they yeah. really feel strongly about it, great, make the move. But, but to have other people, you know, campaigning for this when they have nothing to do with the organization, the city of Cleveland, they're not Native American, and they're acting as though they're offended – and the term "Indians," I'm not even sure that's offensive. I can't say it is or it isn't, but it doesn't seem to fall in line with the term like "Redskins," which was awful.
3: Yeah, and and um, it, it, you're it's 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 kind as I said, it's kind of condescending to suggest that you should be offended for someone else. I've just decided <laughs> you that, that you're, you're offended, offended by this.
6: this. <laughs> right, I totally agree yeah. But this is going to be a, is a hot-button issue, obviously, here in Cleveland. Um, again, there's already you know, a, a tough, uh, a lot of animosity between the fan base and the ownership group here. The ownership group, the management, was spectacular, as you know, is stuck in a, in a tough spot. And mm-hmm. if that's what they've got to do, then that's what they've got to do. And if it's the right thing to do, great, do it. But, you know, the pressure, to me, should be coming from people who are actually ended by this.
3: Well, we're talking to Tony Zarella of uh, 19 News Cleveland, former uh, Channel 4 sportscaster and been in years. Uh, Tony, uh, are the Browns still the most popular team in Cleveland despite their horrendous last, whatever it is, 20 years?
6: Oh, by far. By far. In fact, you know, I always look over at the ballpark and I say, man, if the Browns had the Indians' level of management, I mean, wow, could they be doing something? And maybe they do, finally, at this point. Whereas the ballpark is <laughs> drawing ten thousand people to a game on a Tuesday, the Browns are selling out when they're going one and fifteen and zero and sixteen. You know, people would say, "How do you get people yeah. to the to the Indians games?" They'd say, "Have a Browns player throw out the first pitch." And <laughs> what are you going to do it? You know, um, yeah. it's incredible. Maybe they're real now. I mean, we're going to find out again tonight. But I thought that was a signature win last week.
3: Well, I've been rooting for the Browns for a long time, I, I, because I love I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the rivalry when the Steelers were on the wrong end of it, and uh, and I, it's a, it's a great rivalry. And I, I'm hoping for is that the Steelers and the Browns are tied when they, uh, or, or, they, or they, they, the the AFC North could be decided by the game in Cleveland on the last game, last uh, day of the year. That would be great. Um, that
6: would be spectacular. Uh, you know what? And I was I was in Denver. I left for, just got to Denver when. The Browns moved to Baltimore in 95, and uh-huh. I, I'll tell you this. A lot of people in Cleveland still talk about the support they got from the Roonies while they did not mm-hmm. have a team for those couple of years.
3: Yeah, and I know I know, I asked you that question, but I knew the answer to it. I, people who are here might be surprised to hear that a team that's been that bad for that long is still by far, not just the most – I mean, the Cavaliers have won championships. The Indians have been to the World Series. Uh, the Browns have, have, haven't had a winning season since, uh, I don't know when, and they're 0-7. still the most popular team.
6: Yeah, they went 10-6 and 6 in 2007 under Romeo and did not make the playoffs. But, you know, I kind of equate it to when I went to Denver and the Avalanche won the Stanley Cup, and, of course, as you know, they were the Nordiques, and they won pretty yeah. quickly in Denver. So finally, yes, a championship parade, and it was awesome, and you thought it was everything until Elway won a Super Bowl. And then you saw the crowd yeah. that were downtown. LeBron being a native kid and doing what he did is it will always be one of the biggest moments in Cleveland. But if the Browns win the Super Bowl, you won't be able to fit people into the city.
3: Oh yeah, and I'd be I'd think it'd be great if they got there. Hey, I got a minute left, Tony. Uh, so I, I have to ask you about the uh, I, I tweeted yesterday that as of right this moment, you could make a case that Baker Mayfield is playing the best quarterback in the AFC North
6: in the system that he's in. In the first half he had against the Titans, I said this the other day, it is two halves of football that he has had, but yes, he's been very consistent over the past four or five weeks. But if you take week two against the Bengals, and I know they're terrible, but he had that second half, he had 21 straight completions, that half of football, and the first half of football against Tennessee, which was, of course, more important last week. When he's playing like this, he's as good as anybody in the game. He is is, uh, serving his skill set. He can throw on the move. He's incredibly accurate, as he was in college. And they've done a phenomenal job putting them in a position to succeed.
3: Yeah, I like watching them. Oh, so I'll be watching tonight. Hey, Tony, I appreciate you being on and hang in there up in Cleveland. Keep uh, keep fooling them for as long as you can. That's what I did.
6: (laughs) I love your work. Thanks again.
3: All right, man. That's Tony Zarella, 19 News Cleveland. We'll be right back.
0: election fraud, radical abortion rights, open borders, riots in our streets, and regime changes in other nations. Meet George Soros, an atheist and one of the most dangerously influential people in America, pouring millions of dollars into the leftist agenda, instigating society's demoralization to control a free people and destroy the foundations of Christianity and our constitutional order. Watch the new film. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at salemnow.com. See the movie that George Soros and the far left don't want you to see. Learn the truth and prepare to be shocked. Billionaire Radical, George Soros and the Scheme to Remake America. Online at SalemNow.com for just $9.99 or buy the DVD for just $12.99. Go to SalemNow.com. Get 20% off with promo code Pittsburgh. That's SalemNow.com, promo code Pittsburgh. We're all
3: thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsoruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Windowsoruspittsburgh.com.
1: Parents, let's be honest. Many high school and college age kids seem to have little direction these days. That might be true for your son or daughter. They spend a lot of time gaming, hanging with friends, but nothing seems to lead them on a path to adulthood. You may want them to go to a four-year university, but their grades just don't warrant it. Their lack of passion and direction makes you wonder if a four-year university would even be a wise investment. Here's a better route to consider. The full-stack Software Development Program from Steve Wozniak, available through SalemCareerHub.com. They'll learn real-life work skills that are marketable and in high demand right now. And at salemcareerhub.com, you can sign up for these courses at 50% off their regular price. Talk it over with your kids and get them out of the basement. They're probably as anxious as you are to move forward and just need a little push. The place to start, salemcareerhub.com. You can also call 866-711-6275, 866-711-6275, or salemcareerhub.com. You're listening to The John watch Show on AM
0: 1250 the answer.
3: Well, in the spirit of what we heard from Mike Mangano of the uh, Taste of Sicily, this is from the Sheriff's Office uh, in Lancaster, PA. It's uh, Chris Leppler as the Sheriff. Our hearts and prayers are with those who have suffered the loss of someone due to the COVID 19 virus. Likewise, our hearts and prayers. Go out to those who have suffered financially from the quarantine orders. When taking a drastic step such as quarantine, there must be a balance between public safety as directed by the government and the rights of the people. An action of the government such as quarantine that takes decision-making away from the individual should be extremely rare and limited. Our United States Constitution and the Constitution of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania recognize individual freedom and liberties and weigh heavily in favor of the rights of the individual citizen. In recognition of this... Our office will stand in defense of the individual rights of all citizens. Our office will not be enforcing any edicts from the governor's office as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic. We are a government for the people, by the people. We believe that each person should exercise and bear personal responsibility in the best interests of themselves, their families, friends, and employees. And it is they, not the centralized government, who should make those decisions." May God bless the United States of America, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and each one of you. That is from Sheriff Chris Lepler in Lancaster, PA. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know, I was going to say it's where Joe Biden's from. Not that it matters. But uh, good for Sheriff Lepler. Were some more sheriffs saying the same thing? And uh, if more and more of them would say that and, and act that way then we'd have more restaurants to eat in, wouldn't we? And more things to do, and maybe some of the stupidity would go away. Good for Sheriff Chris Leppler. Thanks for listening. We're going to talk uh, to them at the Tunnelton Inn tomorrow and com- uh, go uh, forward on this uh, eating where you want to eat routine. John we'll Stagelwald Show
0: is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.